Greetings, Spice fans. Silk City Hot Sauce is now sponsoring the Dorkening Podcast Network. Our craft sauces are made in Vermont in small, high-quality batches using locally sourced, farm-grown ingredients. Silk City Hot Sauce comes in a variety of heat strengths and killer flavors like Jezebel, Erotic Fever, Mango Madness, and Good Morning Jonestown. And don't forget our newest creation, Hot Syrup. Make no mistake, Spice fans, this is the queen of sweet heat. There's new and unique flavors coming out all the time. Best of all, right now, listeners of the Dorkening Podcast Network can go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use coupon code DORK. Not only will you get 20% off your order, we'll also throw in a free bottle of hot sauce. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Coupon code DORK. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephalo Podcast. That's the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. And uh, in case you didn't realize it, we are part of the Dorkening and the Inebriart Podcast Networks. As always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For. And our newest sponsor for the month of January 2022, Silk City Hot Sauce. We just heard that super way cool commercial that it's possible that I made. It's possible. I'm not saying I didn't make it. It might have been my voice on that commercial. I don't know. Who knows? Lots of things are possible. I'm your host. My name is Parasite Steve. And with me, as always, are my super adorable, totally inappropriately voiced cohorts, Nintendo. Whiskey's become a hobby of mine. And they put out come in. Oh, I don't need sleep. I just go to my hotel and have a cold hot dog and vodka on the rocks. <laughs> wow. So you guys are total boozers tonight, which is cool. I am drinking as well. Uh, I am having a, uh, a, a delightful uh, a cup of tea. Um, it's, I'm also uh, having an orange seltzer. It's unrelated to everything. <laughs> he All is never unrelated. So it's my uh, first initial after all. Oh my goodness. Your first initial is the 8-bit alchemy. That's right. It's so right? the T the T is the V. Right. The T. Yeah, that's yeah, your I full name. You. We You're don't really... always use the full name of the 8-bit alchemy. Mm, I know. It's it just feels like a like a weird flex. So you know, we just you, don't do it. I, no. I just assumed that it was silent. <laughs> oh, right. The silent V. <laughs> the yes. is silent. silent V. <clears throat> you know what pisses me off? When people mispronounce your, uh, misspell, I should say, misspell your name and they, they add a hyphen. Good Lord, people. <laughs> oh, absolute. Unbelievable. Peeve. Total peeve. Total we peeve. do not need that negativity. No, we do not <laughs> at all. Uh, so, get that hyphen out of here. Yeah, let's get that negativity out of here and uh, let's do a nice positive up uplifting episode because we are here to talk about the life and times of a very special lady that was uh, very, very important and very special to a lot of people. She had a lot of fans 
and we just lost her and the earth is definitely not better off for it. And I'm of course talking about Miss Betty White. Betty oh, White. Betty. We, Betty White, we just lost Dave like the last day of 2021. Just unbelievable. Uh. Yeah. Bullshit. Yep. And everybody's like, okay, well, uh, screw 2022. Uh, not even Betty White would uh, would stomach that. So, uh, yeah. She's out. <laughs> yeah, she's she, out. Peace out, she, y'all. She, she peaced out, yeah. She peaced out. <laughs> um, so we're just going to talk about her career and uh, we've um, we've written up some stuff and we're just going to kind of read through what we have and uh, share some stuff along the way and some memories and we have you know each watched some some various things now now the thing about betty white is that she really wasn't like that much of a movie actress she was in a lot of movies but a lot of times her roles were kind of on the smaller side supporting roles and stuff like that she was never a leading actress but in television she actually had the bulk of her career um so i really wanted to concentrate for tonight's episode on television and what came before television, what she kind of was doing before that. Um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's really crazy. Um, I mean, we can all do the math. I said this to 8-Bit Alchemy on the phone tonight. We can all do the math. We all should know this, but it's pretty insane to think that when you say it out loud, that like Betty White is older than television. Yeah. Like she was older than yeah. television, you know? Yeah. Uh, so she like television never existed on the planet earth without Betty White until a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> right. It's she saw it all. She, she saw she was there. She, she was there for the beginning. She yeah. saw it all. And she pretty much did it all, honestly. So, um, so yeah, uh, let's, let's just get started. If you guys are, are good to do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Plunge right in. So I'm going to talk a little bit about her early life. Um, so her name actually was Betty Marion White. It was actually Betty. The name was not short for Elizabeth or anything else. Her name was her name was Betty White. <laughs> My Betty. Name is, Betty My White. name is Betty. <laughs> Betty. 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 Betty White. Betty White. Cadmium Betty. <laughs> Betty Marion White uh, was her name. She was born in Oak Park, Illinois, and then moved to California when she was very young. Uh, she was born on January 17th, 1922. So sad. She almost had that hundred years. Oh, the hundo. The yeah. uh, the centennial. We almost had a, a hundred right. years old Betty, but it was just that that close. Not meant to be, unfortunately. Definitely not. Um, I like how it's like octogenarian and nonagenarian, and then it's just a cen- centurion or whatever. It's like, it's not a, it's not a, a decagenarian. <laughs> like, like, it's not, we're not doing that. It's not stupid. You're, well, you've reached a century now. Right. Deca sounds like 10, so it just doesn't sound right. Hey, you're like, you're a 10. Right. You're a 10, 10 year old person. 10 genarian. <laughs> 10 a genarian. <laughs> uh, but luckily, as, as everybody, I think, has been saying in the last couple of weeks, she did. You, you know, it's hard to be sad, sad, because she really lived one of the most full lives that uh, I've ever heard of. Um, it's really insane. She was a very happy person who did everything she ever tried to do but um so after serving in world war ii as a member of the american women's voluntary services she actually went on to become uh which is what is basically you know you can't argue 
that she became a true pioneer of American television. She, like I said, she literally did everything. Um, uh, the television was invented, as I was saying, like she's older. So she was born in 22. The television was just invented. Just, just the, the, the tube television as a invention came about 1927. <laughs> but it was, but even by 1946, there was only around 6,000 Americans had that had a television set in their living rooms. Only about 6,000 across the whole crazy. country. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it's like people being like, I don't know, what do I get? DVD, uh, HD, or a Blu ray disc? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh. That DVD HD is looking mighty fine. Like, imagine people not having TV and going, Should we get one of those, honey? <clears throat> i don't think so <laughs> you know, right like, it was just a new fad crazy. it was just a weird thing i'm sure it was expensive there weren't a lot of channels at the beginning yeah there wasn't it wasn't a lot it of was, uh, black and white at first. it was it was black and white for a yeah. very long time it was and actually in braille it was just yeah, originally, originally first yeah uh but yeah no there just wasn't that many shows that were on even at the beginning uh so i mean it, you know even into the 50s when it, when it was like early 50s still it was still not that common and then over the course of the 50s is really when like all the sitcoms started to really come out and more and more programs there was more reason for people to really go out and get one and I'm sure there was more buzz and, you know, the technology probably got cheaper and, and stuff like that. But but that's the 50s. That's way, right. way later. So, way later. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So by 1946, like the, 30, the 30s and the 40s, absolutely, uh, the radio was king. It was all about gathering around your radio and all those radio dramas that, you know, feel so old timey and everything, you know, like we see in the Christmas story. I love how, how a Christmas story yeah, has yeah, that yeah, like, yeah, little yeah. orphan Annie section. Yeah, little everything. Orphan yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything sounds like it was recorded in a, in a tin can. Yeah. And yep. um, <laughs> they all sound like robots. Yeah. <laughs> little orphan Annie is uh, getting up to some shenanigans today. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so we have uh, we have some radio stuff. Is the first stuff she did. So uh, Joe, uh, yes. do you want do you want to lead us into radio? Oh yeah, sure. I like I like to call it the uh, the audio braille. Oh yes, I think most oh, people do. Yeah, yes. I've heard that. Yes. I've heard that yes. um, yeah. today actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think you actually, I think yeah. you actually are the one who said it. <clears throat> yeah, I want to say that was you. Um, uh, actually, just now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was huh. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah, it was hmm. you. Oh oh white white oh white. White, white, white. Nintendo, white, white. Nintendo, yes. white, white. If you yes. will, if I will, yeah. So over the years, Betty acted in old commercials for various radio programs, including the the great uh, Gildersleeve, and this is your FBI, a show that dramatized real cases ripped from FBI files and everything that was like actually endorsed by J. Edgar Hoover. Which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, the guy who invented the vacuum cleaner. It's not. Yes. It's a different, different guy. Different it's guy. Diff, it's a different uh, Hoover. It's a, di- it's a yeah. different Hoover. No, this is this is the guy who liked to wear lady clothes. He liked to wear lady clothes, and he he ran the FBI. It's a different. <laughs> yes. It was a different guy. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. we'll agree yes. to disagree. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, guy. <laughs> 
So her, her earliest acting jobs seemed to be on the Western radio drama uh, called Empire Builders, which ran on the audio uh, Braille format from January 14th, uh, 1929, holy fucking shit, to June 22nd of 1931. And the show's 30-minute weekly episodes combined romance and music and plenty of railroad sound effects to tell stories featuring both real people from history and fictional characters. So because the show was sponsored by Great Northern Railway, locals uh, of the stories uh, were usually in the area comprising uh, California, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington State, which were, of course, the state's which uh, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, which were, of course, the states of the Great Northern Railway served. Right. Her- so they, they would use the locations in the programs. Yes. They would write stories like set in these locations because huh, yeah. those were the places that the, uh, the railway actually went to. <laughs> so right. interesting and weird. Right. In her debut appearance, Betty starred as a young crippled orphan who gets adopted just in time for Christmas. How sweet. Aww. Oh my god, yeah. Probably more of a Christmas story than White Christmas. Oh, they all are. Oh my god. All of them. Yes. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is that she was only eight years old. <laughs> Insane. Jesus. Like, I did not know she was ever that young. No, she never was. <laughs> I like when I see Betty White, I'm like, oh, she's never a child. Hey, Nintendo. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Do you happen to have a clip? I do. I do. Let, let's, play let's, let's play it. Let's play it. Great Northern Railway presents Empire Builders. <laughs> you today, Anne? I'm a lot better, thank you. Tell me about yourself. Uh, what's your name? Beatrice Ann Hylam. I like my name. Mm-hmm. That's a nice name. How long have you been in the hospital, Anne? All my life. What? All your life in a hospital? Where are your parents? They're dead. They were both killed when I was hurt a long time ago, when I was only two years old. And how old are you now? Ten. Ten. Have you no other home, no relatives? I have Aunt Mary. Well, who's Aunt Mary? She is my great aunt. But I just call her Aunt Mary. She owns this hospital. You don't mean Mary Woodruff, the superintendent? Yes. And she is your aunt, eh? No, she is my great aunt. I just call her aunt. Oh, oh I see. Uh, and you have no other home than the four bare walls of a hospital. But up here there aren't any walls. Just a lot of space, all filled with sky and trees and flowers. I like trees and flowers. Especially roses. I can see them everywhere I look. Of course. Portland is the rose city. Yes, I'm glad. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. Yesterday was just awful lonesome without you. Was it? Well, I, I was very busy yesterday, but I thought of you many times. I'm so glad. See my pretty roses? Do you still like them, Anne? Mm, I love them. Well, you shall have them every day, whether I'm here or not. Are you going away? I must. I'm well now. I came to say goodbye. Well, oh, but I'll come back one of these oh. days. You won't forget me, will you? Never. Never. Goodbye. Goodbye, Uncle Stephen. Goodbye, Chad. Oh, man, that was so good. 
it's so, it's right. so it's just so interesting like to... she sounds like she does when she's old but she's young i know she's only eight years <laughs> old she has a, the same little pronunciations she's and just like sweetness. oh yes. yeah. i'm little betty <laughs> i'm little betty what I'm, I'm, what? I'm just little baby. What? Just little baby. Just little baby. What? You don't know me yet, but you'll love me for a hundred uh. years. <laughs> for a hundred years to come. Oh man, I just uh, I love that. I love old stuff, and I'm fascinated by old stuff and entertainment. And uh, that was that's just so cute. And yeah. uh, obviously the audio quality is terrible, but I mean, how lucky is it that that even exists at all? Like on YouTube, like, come on. Uh, that is crazy. the coolest damn thing. I mean, like that, the, the <clears throat> fact that we could preserve that audio from fucking, you know, 92 years ago or 91 years. I mean, oh my God, that yeah. is remarkable. Right. That, it's so it's so cool. It, it's, yeah. it is a treasure that we have stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what year that, premiered but it was the program was 1929 to 31 so oh yeah. she was eight right so yeah that's what i was saying yes yeah, so okay so if she was eight then it would have been 91 years ago crazy so awesome math. stuff yeah wicked awesome but isn't it just Ooh. so funny like well hello nice <laughs> hello branch <laughs> <laughs> no chipotle's right there branch <laughs> no she said he blanche. said he said blanche yeah he said yeah, you just, you just blanched blanche. all over the microphone blanche <laughs> you know before we get any further i i do have to mention the uh the hilarious coincidence because you know we all know betty white and I, it hasn't been it hasn't been mentioned but one of the things about betty white is she was she was so sweet all the time but mm-hmm. it sort of became her deal to like use humor in a way that cut that so right. she was never like fully sweet. She was like 80% sweet or 90% sweet. And then she'd be like vinegar, like just a little bit. Right. And so she would say things <laughs> that were like enough to yeah. let your guard down. Right. right. You're like, so, oh, yeah. she's just the nicest lady ever. And then she would be really funny, like truly crass or use blue humor or, you know, whatever. And it's just, it, it is just so uniquely charming because she was so cute in yep. all the ways. She was just yep. so cute. And and then she would say something that like does not fit a sweet old lady. And it's just awesome. So this, it just so happens. This is episode number 69 of the Retro Redux. <laughs> 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 and Fuck I'm just, yeah, so I'm just saying could not Blanche's have been his favorite number. Just so happened. It was, I'm sure it's Blanche's favorite number. But uh, <laughs> I I feel like I feel like Betty would uh, would be okay with that. I think she would think that was that was pretty funny. Yes. I, I, I agree completely. Yep. Yeah. She's just like, you know, the perfect embodiment of my favorite grandparent type people where you're just like, they're an old person. They're, they're probably, you know, not funny. They're just like, you know, simple. And they, they only care right. about like laundry and their, their doctor's visits. And shit. <laughs> right, right. Like right. You, you just, you just have like these, these like shitty preconceived notions of how people get to be when they're, when they're it's like, Oh God, now I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to talk and, about floral print for about two right. hours now. Great. Right. And it's like, Nope, yeah. Nope. She is funny as all hell. And, uh, and some, you know, so many of, of the, the best grandparentsly folk, uh, are that way. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, yeah. and just just love that. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah, think that I mean, that was a lot of her charm for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My time. my uh, she she reminds me of my my nana. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, my my, yeah. my, my, my nana is like super sweet, and then she'll like 
curse out yeah. of nowhere. And it's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I don't know why it's hilarious. It just is. It just is. Because you're right. not expecting it. It feels incongruent. And that's right. And they're, and so... they're like, um, I have an entire lifetime of swearing. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it's not like I don't do that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, she's so sweet. It's like no, she won't even she won't say farts, she'll say fluffies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you like, make okay, fluffies? You will, okay, you'll you'll say shit and fuck, but you won't say fart. <laughs> well, fart's <Okay>. rude. <laughs> oh my god! Do you so make funny. fluffies? Uh, well, not not constant, not can like not all the know. time. Only uh, in the oh. toilet, so it's louder. <laughs> not all. It's like here and there. It's not consistent. It's not a stream. It's not a fire hose of fluffies. <laughs> Right, just um, nonstop fluffers. Like I, I just don't understand the question. Like ever? Yes, of course. Sometimes, sure. I, I, I do that. I mean, who doesn't make fluffies sometimes? Right. <laughs> but so anyway, that that's kind of like all I think we really need to say about her radio days. But I think it was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. So she had a really great segue, sort of a career. Um, uh, like her first project in television. Um was kind of radio related so it's kind of like a really interesting just transition there uh eight bit you want to want to take uh take this one absolutely um yeah so in 1949 al jarvis uh one of america's first radio disc jockeys made a shift by launching the program called hollywood on television uh, which was intended to be a televised broadcast of his radio show and it ran from 1949 to 1953 uh jarvis hired betty as his sidekick for his girl friday the show was a hit but the schedule was grueling um hollywood on television was on for five and a half hours six days a week live tv that's 33 and a half hours of live ad-lib television per week uh so jarvis couldn't actually keep up he couldn't take it and he left the show in 51 uh, and he was replaced by eddie albert from green acres um, but Albert only stayed six months before also quitting due to, ha- uh, due to just how fucking nuts the schedule was. I mean, seriously, uh, that's an insane. Jesus Christ. Like, that's a gauntlet of ad-lib, like, you know, off-the-cuff ma- right. mania. Right. It's it's essentially <laughs> like like the schedule of a DJ, like a radio DJ, only they went six days a week even. Yeah. My God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, unlike the two of those mooks who peaced out because they're like, wait, it's too hard. Uh, our girl <laughs> Betty toughed it out for another year and a half, hosting the show by herself, thereby making Hollywood on television the first female television talk show in flipping history. How insane is, is that? Impressive That's crazy. Shit. I mean, like just a, the master of her craft. Just like, yep, I, I, I can do more. Yeah, <laughs> man, I got more. I feel like, like she, she's... this basket's big enough for more. <laughs> I feel like I can really see her be that like ultimate workhorse. Like, I will never complain. It's like that old thinking, but you always attribute yep. that to guys for some reason. And yeah. it's like, no, no, Betty was that like a hundred percent. She had that, that guy. She, she was, was that, that guy. guy. She had that work ethic <laughs> and she was like, uh, uh, these two like wimpy dudes can't take it. Like, well, I'm fine. I'll do more. What do you need me to do? Right. It's like I'm what sure do you need me to do? it wasn't easy. I'm sure it was hard, but like tough shit. I'm right. I'm, That's not how do. she, how she, you know, looked at. That wasn't her takeaway. She's like, no, I'm, I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna rise to the challenge. And like, 
any industry at that time, like, you know, unless you wanted to be a homemaker, you had to try five times as hard to get like half as far as, as a woman. So mm-hmm. this is, this is so early. When was, yeah. when was the show on? This was 49, so this was 49 to 53. To 53. My uh, God. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. there was plenty of inequality uh, going on at that point for women. So oh my good, God. Good for her. Plenty like, now. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. back then, right. like, let's, let's not pretend like we're, <laughs> like right. we're but out so, of the woods here. <clears throat> so for sure that I think that's a really interesting factoid though. Like Betty White, technically had the first female hosted talk show right paving the way for you know ellen degeneres and oprah, oprah and yeah. i mean yeah. fucking tons of different ones sally that jesse are, raphael know, all, yes uh, oh i'm so glad you mentioned sally jesse raphael <laughs> she's also my uh three names Ricky, that Ricky Lake. Own, yes that's one third of the ninja turtles that's all i know about that yeah no uh, you're thinking you're thinking of a different raphael this one's a this one's a renaissance painter oh oh um, yeah ooh. Um, ooh. yeah um, so so it's funny like this so the show ran to from 49 to 53 but 52 was clearly betty's year she yeah. had like this insane fucking year yeah i mean uh in 52 while she was still hosting the show that was so goddamn demanding to 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 men can yeah. you believe it to men quit <laughs> to wimpy dicks quit uh betty also began hosting a parallel program same fucking time called the betty white show on nbc um and the two shows did have a similar format and shared a lot of the same cast members but like yo betty white's over here kicking ass and taking names and then she's like you know what now i'm gonna kick names and take ass because yeah. i want to do a whole other show at the same time right and fucking you know bring it on like, and and what? like yeah. clearly Unit. she's not gonna say no because again like you have to try so hard this is you know you, you don't say no to anything i'm sure at that point like right. oh they're gonna they're gonna let her continue on with a different guy hosting okay oh and then the, the second guy quits like oh you're you're gonna let me continue on but screw it we don't need another guy you're actually good enough to host awesome and then it's like oh now we want to give you your own show like holy crap like that's really awesome so it's great that they actually did recognize her talent um yeah. even at that time which is you know extra impressive because of the years yeah. that this and took and think about this she was 30 when she got that show when she right. when she did the betty white show like right. i'm yeah. 30 i don't have a motherfucking tv show you don't NBC. you don't you do not i'm not even remotely close to that no. that's impressive as hell for for 30 to be like yep i am the i'm the like lead on two talk shows so the 52 seemed like it was definitely full enough for betty white like you couldn't possibly fit any more action into 1952 you'd be dead wrong uh, because the pianist of hollywood on television george tibbles along with the producer don fetterson uh tibbles and our girl betty formed a production company called bandy productions and the company was named after Betty White's dog Bandit. And with that endeavor, she left the variety world behind. So clearly, you know, toward the end of 52 and and transitioned into like the next big chapter of her career. That's right. And so she she went from a lot of variety shows. And I guess uh, from what I read about all of those shows. So Betty White show, Hollywood on television. um she those like started out as basically a a televised version of a radio show so you know Mm. kind of like what howard stern did 
like on E in the nineties. Like you could just right. watch Howard Stern film his show. It wasn't any different. Right. It was just him talking and having guests on, but in their case, they would talk and then they would play music. And from what I read, especially with Hollywood on television, um, the longer it went, the uh, because remember, this was all originally based on this guy, Al Jarvis's radio show. So yep. everything was just taking its cues from Al Jarvis and then Al Jarvis fucking left. So as you know, time went on, they started to be like, all right, well, shit, like 30 something hours a week is a is a lot of air to fill. So yeah. they would kind of like get further and further away from playing music because it's just not interesting to only have music on TV. So it's like right. kind of like, I guess what, what MTV was, went through. I was going to say MTV yeah. much. I guess. so, But yeah. like this is before, you know, music video. So I can't even imagine right. what they were playing. Like what was the video part? It would be the equivalent of you like tuning in to the jazz station on like Pandora TV or like you remember the old when cable first came out, like all the channels like 300 through 400 were just the yes. music channels. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's maybe, that. <laughs> maybe it was just a static picture, but I, I get the impression that maybe it was just like a video feed on them and that they were just like sitting there listening and then gabbing when they got because remember, it's it's just the early days of TV. So like, I don't know. I really am not sure about that. But for sure, as time went on, uh, they got more into like banter more into just uh, being a, about the two of them, her and Al Jarvis, the two of them just like having a good rapport and being funny together and just really got good at ad-libbing. She really got good at ad-libbing from these years. And, and then scripts started to be written and she was interested in writing when she was very little. Uh, she wrote a play when she was really, really little. She was in elementary school. She apparently wrote a play that the school performed at the, for the graduation of um, the elementary school class, whatever the class was that year. Um, but she had written the play and they performed it. Like it's fucking cool. So she was into writing stuff too. That's like hundred percent one of her things. And they just started to come up with characters and started to uh, have cast members come on. And it wasn't just the two of them. And that's, you know, by the, I think by the time that it was her show, um alone they really were like settled into that and it was mm -hmm. really like all about it was really not that much about the music anymore um and if there was music i guess the like the hosts would actually sing she would sing al jarvis would sing i guess and um and they would just you know i think there were silly songs she was never known to be like this world-class singer or anything but like um I, I really don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of speculating on on what the content of the songs were, but that's that's I guess kind of how that show evolved and went. And you know, it's like it's basically television learning, right? It's like we don't we don't know what's how to use this media. Right. It's so different. It's so new. Yeah. What do we, we do? I mean, we did like when YouTube first started out. What kinds of you know random ass crap were people right. putting on YouTube? Exactly. Like, it was, like what it was a similar you know, origin of broadcasting, right. you know, you, you mm -hmm. take something that was centralized and then now it's in the hands of all these people. So, you know, when TV was, you know, first figuring out what the fuck to do, not everybody had the best idea of what to do for a show. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. Right. Like, like what do people want to watch? I don't know. Right. What, What's interesting right. to people? I don't know. And I mean, the, the things that ended up taking off, I mean, it's so funny to think back to like, you know, the, the heyday of, of those days of YouTube and like the very first episodes. Hey, hey day. <laughs> uh, the very first episodes of like the, you know, the James Rolfe stuff, you know, he, oh, he yes. Had, yeah. Angry video game nerd. I stuff mean, at the very beginning was like, I think it was who, who knew that, who the hell knew that was going to take off. Right, who in turn right. into a sub genre, and, and, of... and, and that was before YouTube. Like he had it, you know, he has his own website, and that's right. where he, he had the cinema massacre his... stuff. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, that, he definitely. Then, then once YouTube came out, he started putting his stuff up there, and yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's like throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks. See we don't know. Sticks. And then as it as it went, like it's just interesting because at the end of the show's run, it was totally different from when it started. It, like like genre wise like what is the basic content so interesting so she went from there so that's that was like the variety world skits songs music banter being goofy and then she uh she had a show called life with elizabeth and this was her i think it was her first sitcom and um it actually starred a well i mean no i'm sorry it starred her but it featured a character that she had actually pioneered on hollywood on television so the character of of elizabeth was actually a holdover from that show um so life with elizabeth was an american television sitcom starring our girl betty as elizabeth and this guy named del moore as her husband alvin uh, Jack Nars as the on-camera announcer and narrator, which I'll explain in a bit. It's kind of weird. The series ran for two seasons and 65 episodes from October 7th, 1953 to September 1st, 1955. So the way it works is every episode of this, it's a half hour show, but every episode is actually split into three short sketches. Yeah. Skits yeah. involving skits. Skip involving the Elizabeth character. Uh, and so she she's kind of like the, the deal with her is that she's kind of like, she's just a homemaker, but she's not good at being a homemaker. So it's very misogynist. Now, like looking at, looking back on it, it's really, mm. it's, it's cringy. There's a lot of not okay misogynistic crap in this show um, for sure. Gotcha. Uh, so it's it's one of those things, you know, it's a product of the time. But, you know, she was writing the stuff and she it was all what she wanted to be doing. It was just the style of comedy that was OK back then. Yeah. You know, so it's right. It's, it's not like it's not like somebody was writing it for her and this was the only job she got. She she literally created right. this character. But, it's just, you know, she was playing to the audience and the audience wanted that's misogynistic it. bullshit. That's it. Yeah. That's it. She's yeah. playing, you know. So she would sort of like be in the home. It was a really cheap show to, to make, too, because they're just, you know, simple sets. Um, she would get into silly homemaker hijinks. And uh, every episode would start off with the narrator guy and he would be on camera. He would just kind of like be in front of a curtain dressed in a suit. Um, and he would welcome you to life with elizabeth and then he'd be like he'd say something like let's check in with elizabeth and then it would go you know it would dissolve into whatever scene that the first skit was and it would be just elizabeth by herself and she'd always be doing 
something or trying to do something that's really kind of on the simple side. Like I watched a couple episodes of this and the first skit in the first episode is her trying to cook a meal for her husband when he gets home. And they've recently been married, but uh, apparently she's just a terrible cook. Can't do anything. Completely useless cook. So what it turns into is like her just trying desperately to do simple things And unfortunately, one of the cringiest aspects of the show is just how inept she is. And uh, is it like watching an infomercial? It's it's not. It's it's the weird thing is it's kind of funny. Like as cringy as it is, there are legitimately laugh out loud lines. Like there was at least three times that Christine and I like laughed out loud. So. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's it's, like you feel gross. He's like, still, oh, shit. but, but again, it's, it's just, it is the style. It is weird. It's a period thing. It's not okay. All that stuff is true. A hundred percent, but she's like, so thriving in it. And she's like, just throwing it in the face of everything because at the end of it, she never gets beaten down. That is the one thing that makes it a little bit. Okay. She not is okay. not a character that ever, ever, ever is not like, totally okay with everything even when she is having a hard time like she can't cook but um at the end of it she's always the one smiling in spite of it all and uh that's that's like part of the style of it so so yeah i'll, I'll go back to the 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 format of the episode so the mm-hmm. so the, the narrator will introduce the thing and we'll see like let's check in with with elizabeth and then elizabeth's like trying to cook a meal he's like oh and he will talk to her and so what's interesting is for the first bit of the skit the skit bit um, yeah, I was going to say it okay. uh, for just the first little skit bit. Um, he's talking to her and she is mute. She only okay. pantomimes. So she'll oh. shake her head, you know, nod, you know, smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not talk to the narrator with her words. It's weird. It's a very specific okay. stylistic choice. But when the narrator is talking to her, she doesn't talk back but she can hear him. So it's almost like he's just her thoughts and he's like her self doubt or something. And so he'll be like, Oh, what are you trying to do? And she'll point to the, 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 the burned meatloaf or so she'll throw her arms up. She's like, Oh, hmm." you know, he's like, Oh, you're trying to cook a meal again. She'll be like, yeah. And you know, she'll nod her. Yes. Uh, And, uh, and then after a few seconds of that, another character will enter the room. A lot of times it was her, her husband, Alvin, who's a complete asshole. He just completely sucks. Just a complete fifties piece of shit, man. And <laughs> there are other, there are other characters too, but like, so another character, as soon as that other character enters the stage, like the narrator is gone and she no longer will look at the camera. That's the other thing. She breaks the fourth wall. She looks at the camera when when the narrator's talking she's literally breaking the fourth wall with pantomime only but as soon as another character comes on that goes away and she's now like in a normal episode of tv it's really weird it's it's kind of neat it's kind of like they really put a lot of thought into this you know what i mean yeah right um but anyway, uh, very invariably, the episode is just her completely either screwing up or I saw like an episode where it, the whole thing, the, the husband could tell that she had done something wrong and he was trying to figure out what it was because of the way she was acting. He knew her so well, he could just tell 
and he could tell she was hiding something and she kept like dodging it and and like you know oh but look over here oh but look over there and it was it was kind of funny like you know it, it was kind of funny um yeah and uh then it turns out at the end that you know uh she she was he was right he was right and so at the end after Alvin gets frustrated, he's like either super frustrated or a little bit frustrated, or he's like just kind of shaking his head. But that's again one of the bummers, right? Because it's all about her sucking, basically. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times he would end the episode by saying, Elizabeth, you know, he said he would say, I shall leave you at this point, Elizabeth, and he would walk out of sight. And then the announcer would would again talk to Elizabeth only at the very end, and she would she would break the fourth wall, she would look at the camera. And the announcer would say, Elizabeth, aren't you ashamed? And then she would slowly nod yes. But then, with a devilish grin, she would vigorously shake her head no. She'd be like, no, not really. (laughs) So that's why it's like every episode ended with her still actually being completely okay and on top. It's like, even when she wasn't good at something, she's not going to let it it get her down. And it doesn't matter. But it does suck how shitty like everybody else treated her. Um, not everybody, but her husband for sure. Her husband just sucked. But um, anyway, like I said, uh, it's mostly cringy, but there are some funny things in there. I I definitely thought. Um, I don't know how much more of the show I would watch, but like it is fascinating. It's a yeah, fascinating it's thing you know, moment in her career and in, in, right. in, in television. You know the pantheon of TV right. and the evolution of programming. And, right. you know, it's, 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 if nothing, if not interesting to see a snapshot of like what people you know, were, were watching and were into. Right. And I mean, the fact that Betty wrote the character, yeah, it's like she, she was successful in making something for, for the audience. And I mean, there's plenty of, of shows where, where guys are portrayed as just complete bumbling, you know, doofuses. And that's the whole, that's the whole shtick. So I guess in that regard, like it is, you know, to, to look on the bright side, like it's kind of cool that she was able to like, it's kind of a TV do that thing. for women and be like, yeah, okay, well I, I can make a, you know, a, a fun, funny, like goofy, inept female show, but still be the main character. And, and she's so, know. she's so likable the, the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's the same energy, the same, like, you know, she's super cute. And uh, she every once in a while, she says something that's totally unexpected. And it's it's just really, really great. Um, Awesome. So and and for those of you interested, Life with Elizabeth is uh, currently on Amazon Prime. So the whole series is there. Um, But so I think that's kind of like I think this might be a a little bit of shorter episode where we're at the halfway point right now. Um, right on, right on, right on, right on. So um, I do think she had one more big show. I mean, she did a lot of other TV shows. She was on Mary Tyler Moore. She was on different things. Uh, but you know, I I think I might be forgetting one big one. Uh, but let's 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 just get to it after after the break. <laughs> um, so as we've said a bunch of times, uh, we know Betty had an awesome sense of humor she was so funny and she would say things that you know you're not expecting so in the spirit of that for this week's octoponder this we asked you guys in the group to give us a line or a monologue from your favorite movie porn excluded that you would love to have heard betty say (laughs) 
So would anyone's some... favorite movie quote for her to say have been from porn? I just felt like you know what, with this group, somebody's gonna be you know they're gonna be like yep, and they're gonna have to read it because it would be funny. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> you see, it's better oh, with Rocco. Rocco for you. It's better. It's better. It's better. Oh oh my god. <laughs> oh I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. That's Philbert. That's I good. That's a good film. Oh, you know, it's all right. I can do it. So what do you guys think about that? Think about, you know, what line you would like Betty White to say. It would be funny to hear her say in her sweet little Betty White voice. We, we asked you guys on the group and you guys uh, gave us some funny answers and we have some of our own. We'll get to that just after the break. So why don't you guys listen to some commercials? Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. Attention, this is the lost skeleton of Cadavra. And you are listening to Rancho Notorious. No, wait. No, that's Retro Redoptopus. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. Good to have ya. Before we took a break, we asked, uh, what movie quote would you enjoy to hear come out of sweet old Betty White's Betty White's Little, little voice. Uh, not that we have Betty White's voice. We just have bad impressions of Betty White's voice. But, uh, you know, really at this point, uh, with the tools that are at our disposal, this is as good as it's going to get. This, this is, is the really best it. we have. This is the best we have. So, um, 
I think what we'll do is let's start with you guys and uh, I'll do mine last and then I will read all of the Retroid picks. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Sure. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, Nintendo. You want to go? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So this quote is from Pulp Fiction. Nice. Okay. All right. If any of you fucking pricks move, I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. And scene. Nice. Nice. Excellent. I'm, I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. 8-Bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with a quote from Home Alone. Uh, and, and really, it's, it's a quote within a quote. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, <clears throat> hey, I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. <laughs> love it. Love it. Nice. Literally, yeah. my favorite quote from that fucking movie is yeah. from the movie within the movie. <laughs> yeah, filthy animals. Yes. What's, what's the movie called? Angels with Dirty Faces? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I know I couldn't I couldn't decide between that. I think we gotta do an episode that's about movies within movies. And then we can do we can do the Jade, Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Uh right, because isn't that the movie that's within the um what's that Jim Carrey movie? Okay, so the Curse of the Jade Scorpion is an actual Woody Allen movie. You're okay, thinking of I'm... uh the 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 Sand Pirates of the Sahara oh, from oh my gosh, okay from uh the Majestic. The majestic okay that's bruce, what i was thinking because bruce campbell is in that right <clears throat> right okay Ooh, we should definitely do this okay let's think about that's this a later. good idea okay um all right so my my quote um i changed it at the last second um you are I'm, I'm happy with my new choice uh this is from a movie i watched last night it is a movie near and dear to my heart watched it with oh, my yo. mom which with my mom and with dr matteo it was dr matteo's first viewing of uncle buck Oh, love it. All right, so here we go. I, <laughs> I like to carry it. You never know when you're going to need it. A situation might came, come up, say, for example, someone has been drinking and about to drive a loved one home. Then I like to know I have it. Not to kill, no, just to maim. Take a little off the shoulder. Swish. The elbow. Slash. Shave a little meat off the old kneecap. Flap. Ooh, you got both <laughs> kneecaps? I like to keep mine razor sharp. Sharp enough you can shave with it. Why, I've been known to circumcise a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking treat. Uh... <laughs> awesome. Um... That is the longest of the bunch. So, of course, although actually, actually, I had to cut down Justin Cooper's. Justin Cooper's response was he's like, okay, here's a a seven and a half minute scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Read the whole thing. You're like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) No. Love you, bud. So so I'll I'll just read uh, the, the best part from that. The scene that Justin Cooper posted, which is fuck you. That's my name. You know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. 
that's my name. <laughs> most people, most people got the swears in. Uh, that's that's definitely uh, exemplified in this one. Adam Letourneau, he's got a quote from Blade. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> We have uh, this one. Uh, Mark Lynch from the Old Man Wade Show gave us a quote from Shaft. Not the original Shaft, but the uh, 2000 version starring Sam L.J. Shut your mouth. This is a good one. I love that movie, by the way. Um, <clears throat> you wouldn't know Egyptian cotton if Pharaoh himself sent it to you, you knockoff wearing motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's a good one. Like, I don't think Betty White would have gone that far, but it's like, it's, it's like in... The, the Betty White wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. I feel like motherfucker's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Ashes Vaughn Nightmare has a quote from Sex in the City. Now, I don't know if it's from the show or the movies, but like I assume it's the show. Um, okay. See if you can guess what she's talking about. It's not that hard to figure out. You men have no idea what we're dealing with down there. Teeth placement and jaw stress and suction and gag reflex. And all the while bobbing up and down, moaning and trying to breathe through our noses. Easy, honey. They don't call it a job for nothing. (laughs) This doesn't count as porn. It technically uh, was from Sex and the City. That's that's the former part of that. Ashes, you got by on a technicality. (laughs) Uh, Christine has a really good short one from Heather's movie, Heather's. Um, <clears throat> well, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always have to fuck your car. <laughs> That's not right. It's not right. <laughs> uh, Phil Conti's got, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad somebody did it. Uh, I won't even say the movie. Enough is enough. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> you have good intonation with uh, uh, with like the the uptick on your voice. No, I've been, I've been practicing all afternoon. So, uh, <laughs> so Phil Conti <laughs> pointed out that that quote is from Ben Hur. Ben Hur, obviously, it is from Ben Hur. Ben Hur, obviously. Uh, uh, Eric Michaud. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he doesn't actually pronounce it as French as I want to say it. But you can say it however the fuck you want. He's not here. Eric Michaud. 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 Um, I'm not making it's fun Michaud. of your... It's uh, Is it? No, I have no idea. I've never say? heard him say He's it. Your... I don't know. He's your yeah, fucking friend. Yeah, but only weird people are like, hello, Eric Michaud. Like, I don't... We, you still know how to pronounce your damn friend's damn last name. Nobody fraud. says their last name. It's only been 20 years. Nobody says their last name. Okay. It's not a thing people do. Okay, this is so funny. So he posted he posted the quote, and he didn't say what it was from. So I just Googled it, because I didn't recognize it. And uh, it's so funny to me. Like, it's from the Disney Channel classic. No, no, ha- no. No, the Disney Channel original movie. Okay, there's a there's a specific way you have to have to introduce the Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> so this was originally said by Debbie Reynolds, um, who is obviously Carrie Fisher's mom, Mrs. Right? Leia, right? Mama Leia, 
Marmalade. Would you just say marmalade? Marmalaya. Marmalaya. So the quote is, being normal is vastly overrated. That's it. It's just a, it's good. It. He's like, he's like, no, no, I'm not going to be funny with this. I just want to hear her say this because she legitimately would have made this movie even better. Not that it needed it. Um, so that's it. Uh, being normal is vastly overrated is our last one. So thank you guys so much for uh, coming up with this yeah. awesome quote. It's very fun. Yes. Really fun. <clears throat> fun to read. Thank uh, you so much, Steve, for your, your pretty bang on Betty White. Impression. Oh, no problem. Uh, I think I think I could have done better with the Heathers one. Let me try it again. Well, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. I feel yeah, like I she like need... your uptake. I like I like the chainsaw. <laughs> like, chainsaw. You know, it's almost like chainsaw. she's just saying it. <laughs> um, so let's 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 go. Let's move on to, to part two. We are still I'll in t- we are still in TV because we're gonna be in TV for the entire rest of the episode. But yeah, um, over the course of six decades, white white Betty. As they did never called her. White Betty. <laughs> well, you better bet your sweet Betty. Ooh, what Betty? Bam a lamb. Ooh, what Betty? Bam a lamb. She would appear in numerous other variety series besides the ones we mentioned and sitcoms, including Date with the Angels, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Hot in Cleveland, as well as hosting the 2012 prank show, Betty White's Off Their Rockers, which began airing 63 years after the premiere of Hollywood on television. How about that? No shit. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Uh, oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, she's the television just, it couldn't quit Betty White. It just couldn't. Nope. Uh, couldn't, couldn't quit that. Uh, that old I can't gal. quit you. Uh, of all those though, her, 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 her most beloved television show, which we are clearly dodging has to be. Yes. Nintendo. The, Golden, the Golden Palace. Nintendo, you the Golden are Girls. no. It's it's actually called Nintendo. That's the show. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Starring starring the Golden Girls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. It's really why you're all here. Come on, we know. We know everybody this loves is, Golden Girls. We, we know. We know you're here okay. for this. We know. All right. Yeah. So let's let's talk Golden Girls. Let's talk Golden Girls. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the Golden Girls was a half-hour sitcom show created by Susan Harris and filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. At Nickelodeon yeah. Studios. Nope, nope, not true. Untrue. Untrue. Son of Just a bitch. Just felt right. Fake <laughs> news. Put up with your bullshit. Just felt right. I went with it. Continue, Bulls, please. Bulls fake news. What? <laughs> That's my coworker would say. Fucking False idiot. fake? It's not a double negative, though? <laughs> yes that's called true news dude that's just called <laughs> that's the news like, that's what i keep telling him it's like dude you're predicting <laughs> Yo, yourself. that's just called huey lewis my man <laughs> <laughs> anyways the show is highly regarded by fans and critics alike the golden girls won the premier emmy award for outstanding comedy series twice that's like one plus one or something yes, yes. oh it's shit like, it is yeah yes. i mean math math can be hard but damn yeah that's that's that math impressive. was easy very very yeah. easy math that's very impressive it also won three golden globe awards for best television series musical or comedy further each of the four stars received an emmy award making it one of only four sitcoms in the awards history to achieve this, which is amazing. Pretty insane. Like all of the leads yeah. also won all of them and yeah. the show. 
like you not in the same it. year it wasn't all in the same year they kind of like it because you know it it was on for a while but eventually yeah. they all won at one point or another right. really cool very cool and in 2013 tv guy ranked the golden girls number 54 on a on its list of the 60 best series of all time which is fucking blasphemy if you ask me yeah i feel uh, like it should have been higher than that it should, but, yeah, way, uh, yeah. it should have been way higher than that there sure. are a lot maybe, of shows though maybe but... not yeah i mean maybe not number one but i mean it should be like at least in the top 20 or something like <laughs> in that that range it's a, it's a good one yeah it's definitely a good show um, for those who don't know, the plot of the Golden Girls revolves around four older, older single women, three widows and one divorcee, sharing a house in Miami. The owner of the house is a widow named Blanche, who's the, the extremely horny one, uh, <laughs> yes. who was joined so by horny. a fellow widow. Yeah, she was joined by a fellow widow, Rose, who is played by Betty White, and divorcee Dorothy, which is played by Bay Arthur. Uh, after they both respond to an ad on the bulletin board of a local grocery store, which is that's that, that's kind of weird to me. Like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just what what happens in the show. I mean, it's like yeah. the last episode of season one. They show you how they met. Right, and, like uh, in the first episode, they're just like it's already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go back and they show you what happened. Um, that was one of the right. that was one of the few episodes that I actually watched for this episode. I kind of sat down but um uh, anyway continue yeah <laughs> so. continue, continue so in the pilot episode the three are joined by dorothy's 80 year old widowed mother sophia played by estelle getty who which is oddly enough is the youngest person in the cast she was the youngest one and she's playing the old no really no she wasn't the youngest um i think room uh, i thought thought she was the the younger one no uh, well she she wasn't she was not the oldest betty white was the oldest but rue mcclanahan is the youngest she was she was was, yeah she was blanche yeah but but yeah i mean i mean estelle getty was made up like they supposedly and i I didn't ever think this, obviously. I mean, who did? But they actually gave her like wrinkles for the show. Yes. She was, she was in like crazy. significant amount of makeup to be in that show. Yeah. Well, how? I would never would have known that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they pull it off really well. 100%. She uh, like totally reads as the oldest. Yes. Like you totally accept it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And uh, after the retirement home where she was where she's been living had burned down. So it's why she moved in right? her daughter and all that fun stuff. And uh, so speaking of which, no, I got another clip for you guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Joe with the clip. So before we get to the clip, so do do you guys like, what what is your experience with this show? Because this is obviously a show that I think everybody at least knows of. Um, Yep. What is what right. is what is your personal experience with the show? Um, well, for me, I find it uh, well, not as a show show as a whole, but as far as like characters go, like I felt like I related a lot with uh, with Betty White's character. Oh yeah, Rose, uh, because she's the the ditzy one in the show, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can be ditzy too at times. <laughs> I can be a death. I, I thought death. Yeah, I, I would have. I would have get pinned you as a Blanche man because you're so boy crazy. Oh, I mean that's now, but back then, 
Actually, um, Joe, I think I can see you as all three of them. I mean, you're also kind of you're wait, kind wait, of, wait, hold on, hold on. Kind of a all dwarf. three at the same time. You there's four. It. There's four of them, dude. And there's there's four, dude. Jesus, well, know, I'm not I'm not counting Sophia. Oh, I'm not counting Sophia. <laughs> Sophia has me. Like, I, 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 I think I got a little bit of Sophia. In me. Yes, you got those sick burns. You sometimes you got a Sophia burn. Yeah, I do. I do. Yes. I do. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but it, it happens. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> it happens mostly on social media. <laughs> What about you, Tim? Did you really ever see this show or were you just kind of aware of it? I just was aware of it, to be honest. It was like, you know, everybody knows Betty White. And I always knew that she was from Golden Girls. Obviously, long career before that, but everyone really yeah, but Golden knew Girls Betty White that. from Golden Girls. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's one of those shows that I never came across. It was never on any time that I was watching TV growing up or, you know, even into adult life. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I made a point to, to check it out and, and watch a bunch of episodes. And I have had an amazingly fun time watching it. And it's just, it's funny as hell. Mm. And the chemistry is so great, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I just more, I mostly just knew Betty White as like this kind of pop culture icon and and not even you know what she was from so it's uh it's been really fun to watch the different episodes and mm. uh even just getting into it, it, it just a few episodes uh it, i you know was wanting to keep going and watching it more like it's a very easy show to just sit down and watch a bunch of random episodes kind of like a you know like your seinfeld or you know whatever Whatever, or like people always do with the office. Your I, fancy. I feel like right, the office is, the office is often mentioned yeah. on repeat. Yep. Right. Yeah. So right. I, I, I think that it totally just it's still it still lands like it's funny as hell. So I I was happy to be introduced to it at some point. You know, yeah. sooner, uh, better late than never. Right. But yeah, yeah. I never really yeah. had much experience with it. Yeah. I mean, you know. To be perfectly honest, I didn't either. Um, <clears throat> this was a show that I never thought twice about. I never was interested in watching a show with four old ladies, like growing up as, I mean, a boy, I guess. I don't know. I, I just personally, yeah. personally, I was like watching different types of shows. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to put, you know, gender shame any, anybody, but like, right, I don't know. Just, I, know, I, I wasn't a little kid growing up. It wasn't up in my, it wasn't even on, my, on radar. my radar you know, as yeah. a kid. So like, I don't know, it was like later in life that I was, I kept meeting people who were like super enamored with this show. And um, my wife, super one of them. So she was always like, you know, it's, it's always been a show that she could just watch at any point. And so our oldest, um, who is now, you know, 22, she just loves this show. And has always loved this show. Got into it wicked early age. And the funny thing is that she was never really one to like get excited for old movies or, you know, even like 80s stuff. You know, like Dr. Matteo is more the one who likes a lot of 80s stuff. Like she watched Uncle Buck with us and uh, and has seen like tons of stuff, you know, Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, like a million things. Um, and, but Haley, she she was always like, you know, hit or miss with with older stuff it's not like her favorite but the golden girls is like one of her (laughs) all-time favorite things so like the other day when i 
told everybody in the house that we were going to be doing this episode. I'm like, so do you guys just like want to watch a bunch of Betty White stuff tonight? Like, like, let's just watch episodes of whatever. Right. Right. So it was, everybody's like, um, yes, like hundred percent. So I watched um, one episode that was Haley's recommendation. And I watched one episode that was, it had a scene in it that I had seen shared around the internet recently. I had seen it on Facebook and different stuff. And that's actually uh, the scene that we're going to play. So we do have that clip. So um, it's from the season one finale called the way we met. And it is a hilarious clip that I'll talk more about when we get back, (laughs) but it, it, it is effectively called the great herring war oh, all right i have had it thanks to all this constant bickering i have a splitting headache oh girls let's face facts the three of us just can't agree on anything i mean it is obvious we were not meant to live together i hate to agree with you but i think you're right i think so too in fact i know so this is exactly what happened during the great herring war <laughs> The Great Herring War? Yes, between the Lindstroms and the Johanssons. Oh, that Great Herring War. <laughs> the two families controlled the most fertile herring waters off the coast of Norway, so naturally it seemed like it would be in their best interest to band together. Oh, boy, was that a mistake. You see, they couldn't agree on what to do with the herring. Oh, well, that's understandable. I mean, the possibilities are overwhelming. <laughs> Exactly. The Johansons wanted to pickle the herring, and the Lindstroms wanted to train him for the circus. <laughs> Weren't they kind of hard to see riding on the elephants? <laughs> oh, not that kind of circus. It, a herring circus. Sort of like SeaWorld, uh-huh. only smaller. <laughs> much, much smaller. <laughs> Bigger than a flea circus. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me, Rose, um... <laughs> did they ever shoot a herring out of a cannon? <laughs> Only once. <laughs> shot him into a tree. (laughs) After that, no other herring would do it. (laughs) You're making this up. I am not. My grandfather told me that story. (laughs) Of course, he also used to call me by my sister's name. (laughs) And and sometimes he'd wear his underwear on the outside of his pants. Girls, do you realize what just happened? Well, I know I've been having a very good time and there wasn't even a man in the room. (laughs) I mean, how do you fucking beat that? It's like the actors in the scene broke. I mean, they they couldn't even handle it. Which is is the the best part. It's the best part. It's the best part. I mean, they're like dying and Betty Weiss is like calm. She's like, she does not crack she is she like yeah, she does not like at all 
Not one crack in that. <laughs> Uber did. Right. <laughs> she no. is perfect. She is like absolutely keeps going. Like the I think the only one acting in that skit by the end of it is Betty White because the other two are just so given themselves have so given themselves over to laughing at how ridiculous it is that but it's working for the scene so they just keep going right but they're just right. like yeah. we don't need to cut this is this is i'm not i'm not <laughs> acting laughing i am dying and for b <laughs> arthur to be one of the ones that is like just so broken oh my god she right she's just collected yeah. like b arthur always has her shit together oh my god and not that, in that scene right oh right you would think because of her character how like serious she yeah. is she is like the first one to crack i know she is she like looks off to the side in, in a spot that, where it yeah, looks like... that, that part that part got me she's like, yeah. just, like she has her like her hand covering her mouth and she like turns her head away <laughs> she looks like, she looks sink. and blanche and blanche is like her head is like buried into yeah. the table yeah. like trying right. not to laugh but then you hear her like snoring she's like, <laughs> like <laughs> and i guess i guess a lot of that scene ended up being ad-libbed so i think <clears throat> it had a script but it was just like betty kept going so i don't know what she embellished on but one of the parts that it sort of it makes me think that it was an ad lib, but obviously I can't be sure is when Blanche, I mean, no, when uh, Dorothy B. Arthur, when she says she's like just about can't get it out, but she asks if, if the uh, if the herring ever shot were ever shot out of a cannon, or shot yes. out of a cannon. Yes. <laughs> when she says that and then and then Betty just like runs with it. So to me, it feels like that was an ad lib and maybe Betty just ran with it on her own. I don't know, but like, that's what it seems like, but it's just mm-hmm. so funny because Betty freaking white is such a goddamn stone cold professional in that scene. She's just absolutely unbelievable. She does not crack at all. <laughs> and even at the end, when she does laugh, you know, that she is, that is acting. She is planning on having the character right. laugh at that point. Yes. Right. He never cracks. Right. Ever. Yeah. She 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 just freaking you know she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. And I love it. I just love the beginning of it too. And she starts talking. And Dorothy's just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, okay. And she's like, yeah, they're mm. the herring. Oh, they had a fight over herring. Oh well, there's so much you can do with herring, you know. And she's just so. They're all so fucking like you know sick of 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 uh Rose's just dumbness. Like they're right. Like okay. Because. Mm-hmm. This episode was was the episode where they were like, well, maybe we can't, maybe we're not going to actually be able to roommate together because we're too different. and Maybe we can't stand each other. And that was, uh, but they were remin- they're reminiscing, remembering that night. So they have like their chocolate cheesecake and they're reminiscing about that. And <clears throat> at the end of the original night, which was a year prior, they end up laughing about the herring war, having chocolate cheesecake and deciding to give it a shot um so it's it's really sweet and it's really just really well done and there's just so much emotion that's genuine but it's it's a really yeah. it's a really great thing I, I was happy to have seen it you know obviously um like i said i saw that as just a random clip on facebook and so i i sought it out and um and the the other the other uh clip i i actually saw that i looked up i thought was from the golden girls and it actually was not from the Golden Girl, so I will talk about that in a few minutes. But so, eight bit, uh, do you want to do you want to bring us home on this one? Lead us into the next. Absolutely, I would love to do that. So, um, the uh, the Golden Girls ran from September fourteenth, nineteen eighty five, to May 9th, nineteen ninety two. 
with a total of 180 friggin' episodes. Uh, spanned seven seasons, but came to an end when B. Arthur chose to leave the series, which, you know, understandable. She, I mean, uh, B. Arthur is just fantastic, too. Um, in, yeah. in the hour-long series finale, which aired in May 1992, Dorothy meets and marries Blanche's Uncle Lucas, played by Leslie fucking Nielsen. <laughs> uh, you know, we had an old surely, episode with him. Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> I'm always serious. Don't call me Shirley. Sorry. Blanche, uh, you can't be serious. Don't call me Blanche. Don't call me Blanche. <laughs> hey, Joe, you got any more Blanches in you? Yeah, so played by Leslie Nielsen, uh, and they moved to Hollingsworth Manor in Atlanta. Uh, Sophia is to join her, but in the end, she stays behind with the other women in Miami. And this led to a spinoff series, which I never knew existed until yesterday <laughs> I when know, I almost I. clicked on it to watch it. And I'm like, wait, that's not the Golden Girls. That's the Golden Palace. Isn't that what they call a bathroom? <laughs> no, no, it's a no. But, you're, think, you're thinking of the Chinese food place down on Elm. <laughs> I think I was thinking of like the porcelain throne or something. People have a weird name for toilets, trust me. <clears throat> but uh, you, oh, you're Golden thinking of the sh- you're thinking of the shitter. Right, right. The shitter's full. Um the Golden Palace. Show I didn't know existed, but here it is. Uh, so after the original series <laughs> ended, uh, uh, Betty White, McClanahan, and Getty reprised their characters in the CBS series The Golden Palace, which featured Rose, Blanche, and Sophia selling their house to buy and run a hotel in Miami. Uh, it ran from September 1992 to May 93. Uh, in case you can't do math, that's a short amount of time. Uh, and also starred Cheech Marin and Don Cheadle. Which can you believe fun. it they're fun what the they fuck? were i they're, totally I they're in that. every episode like how crazy oh. is that yeah like, i mean crazy. i mean i wanted to see all of it anyway i'm not saying that's why i want to see it you know okay but it, it that's really fucking cool uh b arthur was not a part of the main cast but because you know she's a good sport she did guest star in a double episode where she reprised her role as dorothy uh, the Golden Palace just failed to recapture the popularity of its parent series and was canceled after just one season. Um, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice, yep. right? I mean, right. I, I think yeah. it's great that they that they gave it a shot. Um, yep. I think that it's it's fun, but a lot of times shows like that just don't succeed. You know, right. it's really hard, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's it, it's so cool. You know, I, I I've had so much fun watching Golden Girls already that I you know I have no idea if I'm going to go through all 180 episodes. Sure, probably not. But uh, I'm definitely in for watching some random episodes here and there. And uh, and yeah, I'd like to check out the Golden Girls too. I yeah, mean, that's so neat. I've never heard anybody talk about. That. Yeah, I I had no idea it existed. So like as I was saying, I was looking up like episodes from the clips I saw and there was this really great clip I saw and it, it really was making the rounds Um, about a year ago. I was, I really was seeing it being posted from numerous people and it was a scene with Blanche and Don Cheadle. And I just assumed it was golden girls. Right. And so I'm looking up golden girls episode with Don Cheadle and it's like, yeah, nothing's coming up. And, and, and then golden palace kept coming up. And I'm like, I don't understand. And then so I had to read more. It's like, oh, okay, there is a spinoff. And Don Cheadle was in the series. It wasn't like he was a guest star. 
like I assumed part of it. He was part of the cast, but it was a different show. So the episode um, is called something like uh, Camp Down. Camp Town races aren't as fun as they used to be. Something like that. And um, it uh, the scene is like a very not funny, very powerful scene about how Blanche, who is this like very Southern, very proud Southern Belle, Southern Belle from Atlanta. And she is just so man crazy, but she just is so Southern. And um, and Don Cheadle, uh, you know, works at the same hotel. The whole thing, like you said, they're they're running a hotel. The whole show takes place in the hotel. It's like bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Golden Girls Faulty Towers. I don't know. It's bizarre. But um, <laughs> there is a, a group of Southern women who have this, you know, group that they're going to be renting out some rooms and a function hall and bring much needed business into this little fly by night hotel that they're trying to keep above water, keep in the black. And, uh, and they are, uh, they're decorating and Don Cheadle comes in and Blanche is hanging a Confederate flag. Huh. And wow. so he's like, what the hell, man? He's like, Blanche, what are you doing? And she's like, what's wrong? And, and he's like, well, what, why are you doing? What are you doing? You can't hang that there. She's like, what do you mean? I love this flag. I've always loved this flag. And th- it turns into just they, they are trying to explain each other's viewpoints. Um, and the entire time you understand that Blanche is not a racist person. Um, she just does not at all understand what the big deal is. So they sort of it doesn't get the context of it. Right. It's it's basically yeah. a masterclass in, you know, having this conversation where both sides need to understand stuff like Don yeah. Cheadle needs to understand that she is not racist and she needs to understand why the flag that she thinks is no big deal. that means certain things to her um, is so offensive to him. And she's like, he's like, oh, it represents slavery. And he's like, and she's like, that's not what it represents to me, though. To me, it just represents like summers with my family and like barbecues and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, but that's not the more important meaning. And so like they just are going back and forth the whole episode. And it's sort of like one of the one of, you know, the storylines for that particular episode. And the clip that I kept seeing was um, kind of cobbled together from two different scenes. But the main part is at the end when Blanche realizes. uh, So he ends up quitting. She won't take it down. And her 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 reasoning is she's like, they're paying customers, you know, and he's like, well, we shouldn't be having those kind of customers then. And so. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Forget it. You know, it's it's fine. Just uh, I'll, I'll find another job. It's okay. And she doesn't want him to go, but she she just doesn't understand what the big deal is. And so finally, there's this scene uh, where he's like, essentially going to be leaving for good, and because uh, he kind of went away but had to come back for something or whatever. And then one of the other ladies says like something uh where where he 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 was like joking but being respectful to blanche like in the way that like uh 
driving Miss Daisy sort of like, yes, Miss Devereaux, I'll do that. Like, yeah. And he was just, he's mocking the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But the Southern lady from this organization says to Blanche, oh, you hang on to that one. He's a good one. And so Blanche finally gets it and turns to her and she's like, what did you just say to me? And she's runs after Don Cheadle and she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. She's like, I don't feel the same way as that lady, you know? And, and he's like, but you have to understand like what that flag represents. It ties what you believe and what that lady believes into one thing. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't hang that here in front of me. It's absolutely a big deal and it's absolutely not okay. And they finally understand each other. And wow. it's a great episode. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, for being on, you know, it was the early 90s. So 92, probably. Um, I mean, it was, it was a powerful scene. And it's a conversation that we still need to have today in yep. 2022. Yes. yes. So like, you know, this is like a big, very relevant thing. So you know, I, I thought it was a really great scene and I was really like, okay, that's one I have to track down that episode, even though that scene was a Blanche scene, but like, right. Was, right. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it's golden girls. Right. And uh, no, it's actually, right, they'll all be in it. So if you guys have seen that clip and you are interested in seeing the full episode, uh, you got to go golden palace. It is uh, an episode that's it's all one season so it's camp town races ain't as fun as they used to be uh something like that and um it is on hulu if you're interested and so is golden yes. girls golden girls uh and golden palace are both um fully on hulu i believe the whole i believe the whole series of golden girls i'm pretty sure yeah. it was all the yeah seasons. that's what i that's what yeah. i saw yep so i mean that's 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 what i saw um what so uh what what else did you guys see for stuff? I know I know people watch you guys watch stuff right like various things. Yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah. I used to watch um, the show called a uh, match game with my my grandmother. And oh right Betty, right. Betty Betty White was on a few seasons. There there are different uh, match game shows. There's, there's like different incarnations of it, and she was in at least one of each one. And I don't remember what year it was. Because every year that the the number changes, like because the the show is called Match Game, whatever year it is, like okay. Match Game seventy seven, and then the next season is Match Game seventy eight, like that. Right. Okay. Um, right. So I don't remember what year she was on, but she was one of the the celebrity panelists, and. Uh, and she was just as funny. It's like, of course, you know, the show is not scripted. And uh, you know, she was super funny on the show. A lot of people on that show were super funny. I still watch that show to this day because of my grandmother. I watch it with my dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, but wicked funny. And uh, she also had her own game show called Just a Man. And, oh. uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. Uh, it's... <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> it's terrible. Really? it is so bad i mean the whole point i watched like 
I could only bear like two episodes. It's awful. Okay. So the the whole point of the show is, she has a bunch of male celebrities show up as like a panelist or whatever. And, and the only contestants are women. And so what they do is they, there's a, they, they pick a topic and then the, the contestants have to ask questions around that topic. And then they got to figure out if they're telling the truth or not. So, so the panelists have a sign that says either yes or no. And if you get a yes, you get a key, a car key. And the more keys you collect, the more chances of winning whatever car they're giving away for that episode. And uh, if you don't pick the right key, then you'll get like like a secondary prize, like like Betty White will like open up a trunk and, and she'll like slap you in the face. She'll slap you in the face and like she'll she'll, she'll <laughs> so hit hand you in the like back a of the head. She'll she'll hit you in the back of the head with that. pickles. But you, you know what? You know what? You are not far off. <laughs> and I'm being serious, not being funny. The, I the first one I watched this this lady. No, she she didn't win the car. So Betty White opens up this trunk and it was like this thing of like. I don't know, uh, like kitchenware or something. And it wasn't a lot. It was just like a pot and some other stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. Gee, thanks. <laughs> but of course, you know, the cousin's like, oh, 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 I'm so happy now. I got a pot. Oh my God. And then the second one, uh, the, the lady didn't win the car. And, uh, so Betty White opens up the trunk and she pulls out something that had to do with um, with the city or, or something. And she's like, oh, you're going to this place. Like you're going on a trip. And it's like, oh, well, that's way better than freaking pots. <laughs> right. Like, like this lady walked around with a couple here? of fucking, you know, like cookware pieces and this lady this yeah. lady chick got to go it's to like, okay oh you're going Maui. to oh you're going to like uh miami or whatever it's like, oh cool whatever and then the other lady you don't and you don't win money crying being like i'm happy with the pot <laughs> now i can cook pot roast <laughs> do you cook pot roast or do you roast pot roast i think you can roast and and boil do you even at do, the same time, I mean, do you, pot roast even in a pot? Do you even boil, bro? Do you bruh. even roast, bro? Bro, <laughs> Yeah, I do not recommend watching that oh. show. So what? What show is uh, the bad one that you were just describing? Uh, the, uh, just me. Just, just men. Just men. Just men. <laughs> Just men. Just okay. men. Just men. I don't, not, that's such a bad show. Which, which you can find which you can find on YouTube. Not just for men. Just it's men. Just men. Because just for men is uh, to get the gray out. I was gonna say just <laughs> men sounds like it would be uh Blanche's favorite show. Oh yes, honey. That should, that should have been her oh, show. Honey. <laughs> oh honey. <laughs> so <laughs> she um, is from the south. Oh. oh my god. Tala- I just want to hear I just want to like Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's whose name was Tallahassee? Uh, there, there, there's a character. 
Zombieland? That's what it is. Okay. I was like, that. that's a person. That's a character. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely. Uh, that word needs to be said as Blanche Devereaux only. Yeah. Yeah. You got to blanch do, the shit out of that. You got to blanch I, that shit. Yeah. I, I definitely want, I want to add another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my favorite Betty White moment. Yes. Uh, she was uh, a host on SNL. Yes. 2010. <laughs> Hilarious episode. My favorite was when the cast of the show sat Betty White down and they're like, uh, Betty, you know, thank you so much for all these years of, of comedy and, <laughs> and television, whatever. And we want to do something special for you. And then they got the whole cast singing the theme song to Golden Girls. Right. And, uh, th- and throughout the song, and you see Betty White, she's like smiling. She's like, oh, I like this. It's so nice. Yeah. And- <laughs> hey, thank you for being a friend. And they're all just like joining in, all these cast members. Yeah. Being all, all happy and yeah. whatever. Bullshit. Super like it, sugar sweet. Sugar, sugar huh? sweet. Yeah. And then and then she's like, that that was really, that was really nice, you guys. That was really sweet of you. But I think I like my version better. So she so so she puts on a ski mask, whoops out a microphone out of nowhere, and then she stands up and says one, two, three, four, and then kicks a, the chair that she was sitting on, then full-blown death metal. The death metal version of the golden girl. <laughs> Holy shit. Talk about random. So funny. Right. But that like is so the random. Perfect example of the whole thing of like it's super sugary sweet and then she'll cut it. Yeah. Vinegar. Yep. And then she's yeah, you know, like, friend. Like, <laughs> full Randy like, Carter. Just just oh, oh man. Totally. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And my, my favorite part, besides all the, the people punching each other and headbanging or whatever, the part where Betty White does a backflip. <laughs> it's slow motion. I mean, you, you know, you know, it's not Betty White, obviously. obviously. Right. It's just the thought of it is fucking hilarious and it kills me every time I watch it. I mean, right. it's I, like I, Betty White is just whipping a backflip. I love what I, I think because I think the because the ski mask has nothing to do with metal. So I think no. that they probably did that just to hide the stunt person's identity. It's just a quick yes. cheap thing to do. Right, right. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. She'll just throw on a ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> right. Keep it mask. nice and easy. Yeah. So funny. It's so weird. And then and then at the end, she sits down, she takes the, the ski mask off, and she's like, Well, happy Mother's Day, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she's she does drop a motherfucker. Oh man, so funny. She ain't above that shit at all. So there is also a really funny commercial that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. It was a Snickers commercial, which debuted at the 2011 Super Bowl, and uh, it was part of that "You're not you when you're hungry" campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. So it'd be like a random celebrity would be in the commercial. And then you would get that really the person was acting like the celebrity um, because they were just hungry and they weren't themselves. So in this particular version, it was uh, this, it was Betty white and it was a bunch of just young guys playing football, like in, in the mud, in the rain. And it was all gross. And 
and they're they're just like playing football and there's betty white and like somebody tackles her wicked hard and it looks super (laughs) great and she stands up and they're like they're like mike come on oh give me a break mike come on and she stands up and she's covered in mud she's all gross and she she's like come on man you've been riding me all day and then one of the one of the teammates goes he's like he's like mike you're playing like betty white out there and she's like that's not what your girlfriend said oh 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 snap oh snap oh my god it's so funny uh it's it's a it's a it's a classic it's a really good one yeah um and uh I know there's 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 one movie that comes to mind for me, Tim. You want to talk about the movie? I know you're thinking of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, so this was actually my introduction to seeing Betty White on screen at all, uh, and it's Lake Placid. Yeah, um, which is just a awesome, fun movie that I only got to see for the first time last year. Uh, but yeah, Betty White is like you know the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> She's like the reason that this giant monster fucking crocodile is like around and kept alive and fed and all this shit. And and like she doesn't really give a shit that like it's going around killing people and whatever. Doesn't She's care like, at all. Yeah, Don't just taking care of the croc. <laughs> like, okay, damn, this was not the role I expected to see Betty White in. I'm rooting for the crocodile. Is. I hope he swallows your friends whole. You might want to arrest me for that, too. Is that a crime? I wish the chewing of law enforcement. To wish the chewing of law enforcement. She's like such. Uh, she's so funny in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the movie and her role is just fucking awesome. It's so fun. And it it's like if you weren't sure, you know, if, if Betty White didn't take herself seriously, it's like here's here. You know, here's this this role of like yeah she's gonna be like this just total ruthless fucking old lady and 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 still be adorable yes that's the thing she never stops being adorable and well so the the funny thing is and it's it's funny but it's like also probably on purpose so the one aspect to betty white that we haven't really gotten to touch upon is that she was uh her whole life she was this animal activist just a very just a staunch animal advocate um she has said many times like you know literally from when she was first born she's a little kid there's a quote her mom said about the cat like like there's all animal stuff she just loved everything on four legs and um i know she did a lot of work with animals Mm -hmm. and stuff so it just really is so awesome that knowing that aspect of her it's like yeah no betty white would probably do this she's just playing herself Right. This is her being. This is not. She's like, I'm not, not going to root for the people, because the whole thing with the with the crocodile is the crocodile is in, you know, an American lake. It's a crocodile, not not an alligator, and it's it's uh you know not supposed to be there. It's grown to a gigantic size. It's it's big enough that it can it can eat a bear. In one point, it eats a bear, and uh, uh-huh. it's started it's, it's to kill a large people. bear. And yeah, he ate he. the kid, <laughs> and he <laughs> ate the kid. <laughs> what was that from? That was strapping young lad. Oh yeah, he ate the kid. The kid. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she's so so the 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 crocodile at first was a baby, and she has just you know raised it 
And you find out halfway through the movie, it ate her husband. And she's and like, she's still cool with it. Yeah, she's like, well, uh, it was really his fault. He, you know, uh, you know, you got to be careful. And it's sort of like kind of the mentality that I think, you know, Siegfried and Roy had after yeah. the tiger accident where it attacked Roy. They were like, like even even on stage when it was happening, like Roy supposedly was shouting, "Don't hurt the cat! Don't! It's right. not his fault." Like I did right. something wrong and it didn't understand. And, and, you know, th- you're always right. dealing with a, an element of danger with these giant, you know, big dangerous animals, no yes. matter how tame they are, but they're, but this crocodile is her crocodile. I just think it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great role and it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's, I've never seen it so, and now I want to. It's very yeah, cheesy. You'd I mean it. yeah, it's, it's cheesy. It's very in all it's the a, best ways. Yeah, it's a cheesy monster movie from the mid nineties and like Bill Pullman's in it. Um oh, okay. Oliver Platt, um Bridget Lone Fonda. Star. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a prince. I'm a prince. <laughs> But uh, he's not a prince in this particular film. Um, nah. So I think I think we've kind of kind of pretty much done it uh, to end on on this amazing woman Betty White, whom we all love and will will miss for sure. Uh, in total, Betty won three American Comedy Awards: the Charlie Chaplin Charlie Chaplin Britannia Award for Excellence in Comedy, the Best Best Actress in a TV Comedy for Hot in Cleveland. She won the Disney Channel Award. Uh, the D- Disney Channel Legend Award. No, Disney Channel Original <clears throat> Movie. No, it's not. <laughs> God damn it! God damn you! God damn you! Eight, eight hyphen bit. God damn. God damn you! Eight. Eight hyphen. You uh, ain't nothing. <laughs> no, it's not the Disney Channel. I keep saying channel. The Disney Legend Award in 2009, and was nominated for in total 25 Emmys. There's three types of Emmy, but 25 total. And she took home a whopping seven of them for shows like The Golden Girls, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Just Men. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) Why? And appearances on The John John Larroquette Show and Saturday Night Live. She actually won an Emmy for her hosting of that episode that you were just talking about. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Because it's like the best episode. It's the best thing ever. Uh, So, yeah, not, not, not too shabby. So... Um, so in closing on episode 69, uh, Betty White, thanks for all the laughs and I hope you're getting some wherever you are. Yes. So it is almost time to catch that horizon. Uh, but before we say goodbye, we do have a little bit, a little bit more fun for you. So let's go to this. You got your spiked gauntlets. You got your bullet belt. You got your leather jacket and your denim. You got your hairspray? Well, put them on, because it's time for another edition of Power to the Metal. Hey guys, what's up? This is Nintendo. Oh yeah, I'm so crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. and I am back with another segment of Power to the Metal. You can't see me, I'm pulling up the horns. I can feel it. I'm doing it. Yes, feel the horns. Gotta feel the horns. I feel. I'm. I'm. I'm getting them. Are I'm you getting... feeling it? You feeling it? Yes, feeling Joe. It? You're poking me. Okay. Okay. Good. Can That's you good. feel I'm it? Just, I'm just making sure that you know I'm there. I can. You know I can barely feel it though. It's, I'm like. A, I'm not... like a child that keeps poking. Try harder. <laughs> Try harder. 
Anyways, so on this segment of Power to the Metal, I'll be talking a little bit about this Belgian band called Fire Force. Yes, another power metal band with the words fire and force in its name. <laughs> um, we don't have enough. Which we don't have enough, but oddly enough, I like this combination for whatever reason. It just works for me. I don't know. Um, anyways, they formed back in 2008 and they have released four full length albums and two EPs. So the original album, the first album, which is called March On, was released in 2011. I have not heard this one, um, but I've heard the other three, the later three, and they are all fantastic. So the second album is called Deathbringer, which came out in 2014, and then Annihilate the Evil, which came out in 2017, and recently, which came out just last year, Rage of War, and they have a you know a few videos off of that album. Uh, I would love to you know post it you know when this episode goes up and uh, wicked good. I loved everything that they've done so far, and it's such a random band for me to, to discover. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that you know you go on YouTube and then you're like watching like a music video and then like the suggested list is like oh here's this. All right, yeah. fine, I'll check it out. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> and, yeah. Uh, wow. They're they're heavy. Um, they're considered power metal. They're uh, the lyrical themes are history, battles, and mythology. Mm. And uh, they're just really, really good. If you love power metal and you like, you know, lyrical themes like history, battles, and mythology, then this band is definitely for you. Because um, it's all those things. It's, it's definitely all those things, all in one, all in yeah. one band. Yeah, wrapped into one, uh, one fiery, forceful. If you like forces. And you like, you like fire. 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 Um, I would to, to start off, I would probably uh I would say the new one, Rage of War. Uh it's definitely my favorite. I don't know if it's because it's the first one I heard from them. Um, that could very well very well be. Um, but the other two albums that I've heard before are fantastic, nice. really, really good. Um, this this new album has a new lineup. They have a new guitar guitar slash vocalist. Um, uh, they're now a four piece and seven five piece, uh, and they're pretty fucking heavy. And I I think it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. They have that 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 perfect guitar tone that I just love in metal. Oh, he just you yeah. just mm, oh, clean oh, and heavy, oh, which is what nice. I love. Love it. So that was. I love cleaning heavy shit. I do too. It's fantastic. Except the bottoms. Except for the bottoms. The bottoms are hard mm. to get to. Yes. I wanted to. I wanted to check these guys out when you mentioned them the other day. I just haven't gotten a chance to. But that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think you guys would like them for sure. Yeah, nice. I'm. I'm pumped to check them out, man. Yeah, yes. man. Cool yes. Be- cool beans. <clears throat> power to the metal. Yes. Metal. Metal. And then the bear <laughs> ate the kid. And the bear <laughs> ate the kid. All right. Uh, well, so I guess we're at the tasty proms portion of the evening. Does anybody have anything they would like to promote? I guess I'll just you know promote my YouTube channel as per usual. Yeah, uh, I am do it. on. I am on the 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 two views. Um, my channel is called Nintendo Twenty Five, and. Um, I am slowly starting to make videos again. Uh, now I have uh, 
some uh, unexpected time off. I can uh, uh, <laughs> concentrate on making more videos. Uh, my, my last one was a, a music comparison video on the uh, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist. Mm. And uh, that was that was fun to do. Uh, it's, I mean, as expected, I don't expect to get like thousands of views or anything, but I don't know. It's fun. It's different for me, even though mm. it's not an original idea, but whatever. I yeah. think I, I, I liked that video. I actually kind of just wish it was longer. Like that you I know I, I need yeah. more. You know, yeah. like after after the fact, I'm like, oh, I should have included the arcade version too. Well, you well, yeah, or just pick more songs. Or more songs. Yeah. So you know, I like think it would have been cool to hear like is, three or something. Yeah. So right. I think this is definitely like a good learning curve. Like, okay, well, where do I how do I want to do this from here? Like, yeah. do I want to do like um play both tracks at the same time have one on the left speaker and one on the right speaker and like oh if the timing works that that would be crazy that would be really cool and and add like you know game really game footage from both games or Mm -hmm. whatever and i think that'd be pretty cool yeah if it matches up yeah yeah if it matches up just figure out how to how to do it yeah i think that'd be fun yeah absolutely cool yes uh eight bit uh yeah yep i uh i ape bit alchemy also have a youtube channel um i have a an album that i just put out on uh Bandcamp. it's a 10 year long project to make an album of nintendo style music that sounds like a mega man game uh i know this is a very very broadly appealing thing that's why i did it it's so i can sell millions uh but yeah i finally <laughs> finished it and i'm wicked pumped about it and it's on the internet for people to listen to and to uh, buy or just indulge for free. Whatever makes you happy. Just just listen to it. I don't care. Um, and I am also uh, working on a new album, Slowly But Surely. Um, I have the first song already done. Nice. Uh, it's a secret to everyone. Oh, um, so to everyone but you. It's a secret to everyone but you. Everyone but me. <laughs> uh so that's pretty dope and uh yes. and then i also i i have my uh my food blog eight bites which i've been thinking about a lot i haven't updated in like four or five months but um yeah i i do that for funsies because i'm a foodie and i like to talk about things i put in my mouth um and i just have a good time with it yeah. and you know there's nothing weird about it so uh yeah that that's me i'm doing me Nice and uh, yeah. Stuff. What 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 about you, Parasite Sven? Well, you know, I uh, I do I do write books sometimes uh, oh, under yeah. the name under the name not Parasite Sven but uh, Steve Ann Sampson uh, because that is my AKA. That's one of them. <laughs> one of my AKAs, Steve Ann it Sampson. Is. Your ACA uh, is me. Uh, but yeah, we uh, you know we've been having a year. I don't know. I I haven't been uh, writing as much as I would like to, but I will say small victory. I was able to uh, finish and submit a short story that I've been working on since August Holy uh, shit. yesterday, yesterday, as of the recording of this. Wow. I didn't work on it the whole time. I just kind of put it away for a bunch of months and went back to it. But like, you know, it still was like, wow, I, am I ever going to be able to f- crack this nut? This, it was right. a tough it was a tough nut to crack. So I uh, <clears throat> sent that off. We'll see if it uh, gets published. And uh, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, got some books out there. Mark of the Witchworm is my latest novel that came out last March. 
And that is a sword and sorcery, or as I like to call it, axes and alchemy. Oh, novel. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, people seem to dig it. Um, I could use more readers, though. So if you're interested at all in sword and sorcery, kind of like fantasy, but not really magical. There's no like elves and dwarves and wizards and stuff. Um, more almost more like period, but yeah, period, but with like some heightened things and monsters. It's, it's similar like to the Witcher with punctuation. Yeah, sim- it's similar. It, it really is similar to the Witcher. I, that that tends to be a uh, a good comparison that I go with. Um, but yeah, uh, check that out. I've got some other books too, and they are on Amazon. You can find me, Steve Ann Sampson. But if you're interested in Mark of the Witchworm, there are some hardcover versions still on the publisher website, which is roughhousepublishing.com. And I am really looking forward to getting back into doing some cons. I believe our first con, unless the world just dies or closes down completely die uh, monster is actually going to be uh the spring we're actually going to be doing one which is cool because like you know you know most of my stuff is horror and most of everything that rough house puts out is horror so you know guess what that means it's like everything's around halloween you know everything right you know so it's cool it's cool you know when there are horror yeah, cons break that it, are break it up. you know not all in freaking october in october Anyway, so you know, pretty cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's our that's what we got to prome. Those are our tasty promes. Hope you enjoyed them. And uh, with that, I believe that pretty much wraps up our Betty White episode. So hey, if you haven't jumped ship by now, which I can guarantee you haven't, if you're listening to this, because mm-hmm. just it's just it's just like facts. Just, uh, just a fact. We uh, we certainly. I mean, it's just just a fact. We certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters. Of all the things that made growing up awesome. And uh, I think I'll finish the episode as Betty. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as being part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. Retro Redoctopus is a full fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network and can now be heard on Hellfire Radio. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like. Geek Life HQ. I was going to say, are you going to do this the whole time? <laughs> The Wicked Horror Show. Oh, you know what? Bob's going to take us home. Throwdown Thursday. That Strange Show. Super Retro Throwback Reviews, where you can beat the devil out of it. Oh, yeah. I, I, love, I love beating the devil out of Super Retro Throwback Reviews. <laughs> they deserve it. Shark Bites and the Scream Sisters. I'm from Tallahassee. Did you know that? I'm not full of shit. I'm actually from Tallahassee. It came back to that. You didn't think it would. Get the fuck out of here. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit visit thedorkname.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsors, Silk City Hot Sauce and Deadly Grounds Coffee, which by the way is still coffee to die for i have been your host my name is parasite steve and it is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended here